welcome, welcome, rugby league fans, and welcome to the first video and audio episode of Intimate Sessions. You've listened before, now you get to come and watch this face for radio um, that's in front of you right now. So if you're watching, hello, good to see you. If you're listening, uh, it's up to you on whether or not you really want to go take a look at uh, my face. Uh, but you may want to talk, uh, come over and uh, see our guest face who's coming on, who actually just told me that he also thinks that he has a face for radio. Uh, good session. Really excited to have the head coach of the Boston 13s and former Wales International Rugby League player, Mr. Peter Lupton. Peter, what's going on? Welcome to the show, man. Hey, Dustin. How are you? Good yeah, good. 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 Excited to have you. Uh, we love our intimate sessions. We love sitting down and talking with uh, lads like yourself from all over, not just the U.S., but Canada. And, you know, eventually we'll have some people from other countries coming on as we've been working on. But I, I really um, just kind of want to start off with your background. Um, you've been over here in the U.S. since, oh, what, 2017-ish? Uh, I think uh, I saw 2017, maybe a little bit before. 2015. 15? Yeah. 15. Well, yeah, sorry. See, I was trying to do my homework and I got the years wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been over since 2015. But before that, I mean, you played with Castleford, you played with Hall, you played with the London Broncos. Uh, you know, give us a little bit of background about your, your, your history in rugby league and coming all the way up and now where you're at as a, as a young, sprightly lad uh, playing rugby league. And coaching rugby league, I mean, just coaching, you're not playing anymore because your wife would get very upset if she found out you were playing, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, wink, wink, hint, hint. Uh, but yeah, just give us a background and, and who you are and we'll get into some good stuff. Yeah, so I was I was brought up in uh, Cumbria, which is the northwest of England. It's kind of like, uh, it's the heartbed of rugby league up there. There's a lot of, everything is rugby league. It's, it's one of the main counties. You have Yorkshire and Lancashire, so... Yeah, it's only a small place where I was born in. I was born actually in Whitehaven, but brought up in a, a small village called uh, Millam. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much else to do there growing up <laughs> apart from rugby, really. So uh, everyone in my school played it, and friends, family, everyone. So I was brought up that way, and my dad was an ex-professional as well. So it was kind of bred into me at an early age. And then uh, luckily when I left school, I had signed a contract for London Broncos. Uh, so I left school at 16, went straight down to the big smoke in London, uh, had to kind of fend my own way. Luckily, I had some good teammates who I lived with growing up and, and through the ranks. And uh, after a year of the academy, I was lucky enough to uh, grab a few first-team games. I think I was 17, maybe just turned 18, uh, under John Morney, which a legend coach himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much just went from there and just kind of after the London moved further up north to Leeds Rhinos for a year just to um, basically get more game time in the academy. I kind of drifted out at London Broncos. So then um, played a year there in the academy, won the grand final. And then the guy who I was living with, who is also a Cumbrian, Ewan Dowes, we both actually went to Hull FC on loan. And then uh, we were living together, so it made it easy traveling. Yeah. Then to Castleford. Um, had a great year there. Uh, I think two or three years there. Then went from there to down to Wales uh, with the Crusaders. So by moving down with the Crusaders, um, I lived in Wales for three years in total, or more than three years. That kind of 
qualified me through residency for the Welsh team. So yeah. luckily enough, I got picked for that. Played in the World Cup and the European Championship. And then uh, after that, me and the wife were thinking about coming to America. So we decided to move back to Cumbria, played for the championship with Workington and Barrow Raiders. And then uh, we jumped on the flight and come over here to Boston. Boston. And, and so why Boston? Of all the places in in the U.S., what, what is it about Boston and, and the draw for you that brought you over there? So really, I had a friend from Millen living in Boston. And just one night, I called him and said, is there any rugby over there? Because the, the wise family is actually from Houston, Texas. Okay. So he, he said there is um, a couple of teams. And I got in touch with Robin Pierce, who was uh, oh, yeah. involved with the Boston 13s for a while. Um, and then he touched me onto a rugby union club called the Irish Wolfhounds. Uh, and basically, they set me up to come over, fly, play with the rugby union first, and then obviously the league in the summer. Uh, set me up with a job. Great club. Uh, looked after oh, wow. me very well. So, and then just from one thing to another, uh, settled in a job, started playing. Obviously, the kids were in school. So, everything was kind of like just falling into place. And recently, we had the chance to uh, probably move back down to Houston. Uh, but the kids are settled in Boston so well. The schooling's great. It's, um, it's too hot in Houston. You don't want to, you don't want to be in there anyway. Yeah. Like it's, hey. listen, I, I lived in Austin, Texas for seven years. Like I, Houston is hot. There's too, too many people. <laughs> you, you can't say someone from the UK, they love the sun. We don't get enough over there. So <laughs> we'll take yeah. any bit of sun we can. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do know that people from the UK, they love the sun, but they don't do well in the sunshine very often. <laughs> Fair skin, a little bit, a little bit of burning going on. There. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so yeah, you, you played with Hall. Uh, I mean, you, you played 48 games with Hall. You had, you know, 10 tries, same with Castleford. I think you about, about the same 42 and 12. I mean, so you have a pretty, that your years like 2003 to 2008, you, a lot of time spent in the, in Super League and, you know, really doing some great stuff about there. How did that kind of, that involvement in playing at that high level when you've come over here to now working, playing with the 13s and, and now coaching the 13s, how, how has that kind of transitioned, you know, that, that experience transitioned into what you do now? and how you train up with the 13s? Yeah, so at, at first it was actually quite frustrating for me to play. I had to change everything about how I played. Uh, obviously, you're not playing with the same quality caliber players and to actually think that you can throw a pass and knowing that in Super League someone's going to be there, but then you've yeah. got someone who's come <laughs> kind of like straight out the pub and he's five yards behind. Uh, you kind of put the emphasis on them to say it's their fault. But after a few games, I kind of realized that I've got to bring my game back and work with them. Yeah. Uh, and soon as I, soon as that clicked after about three, four games, like I started really enjoying it again. And, and just the, the best thing was, is the, a lot of the guys haven't had any kind of real coaching before. And just to tell them sure. little point, little pointers, what kind of growing up in, from a young age and learning them little things, you kind of forget about it until you actually see someone who's never been coached it before. So just giving little tips here and there and seeing the progression of guys was, uh, it's, it's a great thing. So that's really why I kind of jumped into the coaching role these days as well. Yeah. So you took over to the coaching in last year, end of last year or beginning? I mean, how long have you been coaching since Robin left or? 
how, yeah. how what was your involvement with Robin and how you guys worked together then? Yeah, so Robin was like the general manager. Robin, yeah. he was great. He um, he sorted everything out by himself. He was basically running the club all by himself. Did a really great job. He even jumped in with the uh, the coaching too. Like he he did a bit of coaching back over in the UK. Yeah, very good um, development coach. So he kind of helped out great for me to transition. So yeah, he he's still still around the club. He's just uh, got a few commitments, but. Like I say, Robin's full of rugby league. He he's always around, so he's always got good advice. Still runs in his veins, just like a lot of people who are on the yeah, show. And so we talk. You about. can never just walk away with it and never no. look back. It's, it's as much as you try, it just pulls you all the way back in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so you know, one thing we didn't touch upon is you actually had a great opportunity. Um, I, I guess it would have been last fall. For the first time, you actually got to play for the U.S. national team against Canada. If I'm not mistaken on that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I part of yeah, that was kind of a surprise call. It's something like I always wanted to do is uh, to be involved with the USA team uh, coming over here with my like you say my experience. I kind of thought it might be a little bit of a waste if I don't try and do something with it. Uh, luckily enough, uh, someone's bad luck uh, and an injury occurred. Uh, mm-hmm. And Sean Rudison rang me up and said, "Hey Pete, we need a halfback. Are you fit enough to play?" At the time, I wasn't too fit, but uh, <laughs> you said, "I still, I still sure." Fit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got back onto the running, uh, and at the time, I, I still have today. Is I've got two boards discs and a trap nerve in my back. So yeah, as as rugby league players tend to have, apparently. So <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd just bite the bullet and get involved, and and. A part of that in the back of my head, thinking if I if I show him that I can still play a little bit and maybe show him my experience and obviously playing against Sean in Super League back in the day, um, I can maybe jump on the coaching staff. Which yeah, uh, I'm one of the uh, assistant coaches now. So oh, nice! I didn't know that. So yeah, so that, it's uh, yeah, we're trying to get a team together to go over. And I think Jamaica, we got a friendly in uh, November time. Oh. So, that yeah. is uh, exclusive news. You've just heard it here that I didn't know about that you guys were going to try to play Jamaica. You're going to go down to Jamaica in November. Yeah. And this is not, this is not the same as the, um, the rugby championship that was postponed because of the World Cup changes, right? Or is this just a, a one-off or is this part of the... So this, yeah, with, with everything kind of being uh, postponed with the World Cup, we we only thought it was right to try and get a game going again. So I think it, it's it's a part of the the rankings, but it's kind of like a friendly game as well. So yeah, well, with, with, rank, rankings are uh, are interesting right now. Uh, we we do not sit as the U.S. does not sit very well in the rankings, as as you know. Yeah. So let's 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 dive into that since we're kind of just talking about it. You know, U.S. national team. We've dropped off rankings quite a bit. We actually haven't won a game since 2018 so it would have been the last game against canada i think i think the last second to last game against canada right after the world cup losses um what are what do you think that we need to be doing more as as in the in the u.s obviously um for building out the national team a little bit more do you think that things like the inclusion of now the pcrl you know utah rugby league association rlu 
coming together, players coming together. Do you think that helps out the situation right now, even though that's so disparate as far as the, the amount of space between sorry, travel time? Yeah, like I said, the more the more teams you get playing rugby in any league, you're gonna you're gonna uh, find a a rough diamond somewhere. So, like I said, this this game with the Jamaica's kind of been a quick turnaround and trying to get things together real quick. And mm. uh, we've definitely uh, we started. We had a North versus South game recently. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Not many people knew it was a secret game that nobody knew about until like the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> at least, the, at least the general public didn't know about it. I yeah, knew about so, it, but <laughs> so just grow, just growing on things like that, and and trying to scope the whole of the U.S. and trying to get as many players involved, and and Sean's got a good plan in ahead on trying to get across to see everyone, getting camps and 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 things like that. Like it'll definitely bring out a lot more players who have kind of maybe not had the look in over the past yeah. and obviously us is massive so yeah it's we, not we, like we say it every week <laughs> yeah it's it's not like driving from yorkshire to lancashire and, and picking a few guys a couple of hours right. drive it's H- hopping on a train hours. or something <laughs> yeah like even the, even the games like you're traveling over here when we're in the rlu league you're traveling four or five hours right. without traffic for a game which if you had told me that back in england we did it Four or five times, uh, four or five hours, should I say, London traveling away every week. Yeah. But that was it. You stopped in a hotel and everything was big yeah. carpet. <clears throat> you, you could be doing a 10 hour drive, jumping out the car, quick swig of water, <laughs> and straight on the rugby field. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of those things that we talk about all the time is, you know, uh, you know, I was on an episode of Niche Sports with the guys over in the UK who's actually helping get up Scottish Rugby League and yeah. and stuff. And they're like, I'm sorry, how far is it? I'm like, yeah, it's like a, I mean, just think about this past weekend, USARL finals, the distance for California for the dead Pelicans to go down and play Jacksonville was a flight from uh, San Francisco to probably like Houston or something, which is four yeah. hours and odd change. And then another two and a half hour flight to Jacksonville, like direct flight is like five and a half hours. Like it's, Crazy. It's a long, it's a long distance and that's a flight. <laughs> it's a whole day. So, uh, but yeah, for sure. You know, so obviously it's exciting that we're going to be playing. It's exciting to hear about all the growth and stuff. Let, let's talk a little bit about you up in Boston and, and the growth up there. Obviously, you know, we go back a couple of years and ARL happened. Boston, one of the first, you know, some of the teams, I mean, all but Delaware from the RLU, um, we're going to join the the NARL, you know, the excitement of like the, the professional league that was going to happen. We all know what kind of happened with that. Teams backed out of Boston and um, Brooklyn and New York were one of the first ones. And then obviously it just kind of fizzled away. DC held on strong. What was that like for you guys, you know, COVID aside, because COVID is hard to judge like what happens, but what has it been like to kind of rebuild? Because you guys were, you know, perennial powerhouses up there in Boston, you know, won the national championship and now trying to rebuild on, you know, after COVID and as, you know, lads get older, as we all know what happens yeah. is we know because, you know, us, us 40 <clears throat> something year olds, uh, <laughs> you know, like you and I, uh, not that you were not were that old, um, but, you know, we can't play the game forever. So how, how is it, how are you working to build that now? It, it's been actually pretty tough. Um, we were getting 30, 40 guys at training at some, at some training sessions. And then, uh, recently we, we've been 
15 players. We've still got a lot of guys on chat group, uh, but it's just been so hard, especially with the older ones falling out of the scene and not so many young ones getting in. Um, yeah. But I, I think a lot of it to do is the rugby unions picked up, especially in Boston with the, uh, with with free, the free jacks, jacks. Yeah. especially now with them winning. Uh, we used to get a lot of rugby union players uh, cross-coding, but now it seems like the, the union guys want to stay a bit more and focus more on their, their season ahead coming around in, in the fall. So they don't want to get injuries. And obviously with the free jacks being very involved in the, in the local communities, they're always looking for a chance. So yeah, it's hard to pull them guys away to try and keep them in the league for the year. Yeah. They say, how's that, you know, from a, from a recruiting standpoint, obviously young, getting younger players is key. As you said, like guys that have played rugby league, like the older you get, you can't you can't do it anymore. You have to have younger guys. So let's talk about the younger guys. How? Because it's a it's a challenge that it's not just you in Boston that faces. It's everywhere across the country that that's going to yeah. be facing this right now. You know, we talk Miami, um, the South Florida Speed, like they've had had time hard time getting players, and now they've got a new MLR team. You know, guys out in California and Utah and other places, everybody struggles for numbers in the areas where there are union teams. But I think in general, we're struggling to grab the youth to begin with. Uh, what do you think are going to be some important things in the next, you know, two to three years that we need to be doing as a, as rugby league enthusiast and as rugby league, you know, uh, uh, as a profits and <laughs> whatnot, but um, to get out there and, and pull in more younger players when trying to compete with, you know, the MLR, which is, is tough. Yeah. Uh, well, the big thing is if you've got a strong national team, um, people look to want to play for the countries. And, and if they've got a, a tunnel to walk through to go straight to a national team or a path, uh, that's, that's especially for a young kid. Everyone wants to, no matter what sport it is, they want to re- represent at the highest level. So if we could get this USA national team back on the map and, and start winning, obviously, games and, and getting a bit of buzz around, it filters down. So like you say, the MRL, the, the free jack started and, and the MLR league itself is, is a solid league. Now it's, it's getting more and more attention to it more every time yeah. the USA national team has profited from it. So I haven't performed, but they profited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. World cup, you know, union world cup coming up and we're not in it. So yeah, <laughs> but like something like that, if, if the union fall out of that and the league are going strong, it's quite easy to switch people's mind from one to the other just because yeah. of the, the growth of it. So do you yeah, think even without that, um, there's opportunity to, to pull players and say, Hey, listen, you come here, you learn, you know, your rugby union player. Let's, let's teach you how to play the league with, there's probably an easier, well, I say easier, but there's probably a, uh, a shorter pathway to play for the U S national rugby league team as it is opposed to the rugby union team, given the, the amount of players that are in, you know, rugby union right now in the States versus rugby league players. Do you yeah. think that, that that is a a possibility as well? Yeah, it's always a possibility. I think as well, what we, another, a big thing, especially with America, what we're missing out on is the, uh, the guys who play American football. Yeah. They're, a lot of them guys are more suited to rugby league than they are rugby union. hundred percent. And, and like you said, I think it's less than 1% get into the nfl in a whole oh you've been America. listening <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy so like the chances of that 
if we're not trying to scope around the the college teams and and stuff like that, like we could pull a few players in, you get a couple of high quality players from the college teams. They talk to their friends and their friends, and yeah. then it's just a snow snowball effect. So and it, does, like it doesn't even have to be D one. It can D two. Uh, you know, college athletes are you know, yeah. again. Yeah, it's I think it's easy from that standpoint. Yeah. I think we'd like to say, get the word out. As long as you're an athlete and you can run and tackle, pass. Yeah. You're halfway there to be a rugby player. I mean, some rugby it, league players still don't know how to pass. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, I, I would take an athletic guy who can who can put the work in over a guy who's skillful every day. Yeah. Because you can... You can mold an athlete into yeah. however you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's... Okay, we, we talk a little bit about that national team and, and kind of the draw from there. You know, stuff in Boston been a little bit difficult to get things going, but you did, you guys up in the, in the Northeast, you know, I appreciate, you know, the, the work that you all put in to play a full season, you know, to play home and away matches for everybody to have, you know, magic weekends in different locations. Let's walk through, I mean, not the best season for Boston, you know, two and four yeah. wound up third. Um, but, you know, from the standpoint, how do you feel it went as far as a, a first season for, for the RLU? So for the RLU, I think it's been um, it's been kind of a success, really. Um, even though Boston didn't do too great, we got teams out each week. Uh, I know Chris Martin from the, the Brooklyn put a lot of work in, and we we really had a lot of fun over the whole year. We played the games, yeah. we had the after parties, everything was set up. It wasn't just go and play rugby and go home. Everything was set up good. We had um, like every every game was a great game to go and play. A lot of the teams knew each other a lot more. We got closer together because we were playing each other week in, week out. We had the magic weekends where we played two games on a weekend. Just just things like that, thinking outside the box and, and, and bringing the, the players together rather than just being rivalries. Um, we, got a lot of, we got a lot out of it. Yeah. And as far as, you know, you, you talked about the North versus South that this this quiet game that nobody really knew about, you know, for a while. Um, yeah, I know that there has been and probably still a bit of animosity between, uh, we'll call it older boys, because uh, that's actually kind of where it probably lasts between USARL and guys up in the Northeast. And you know, do you do you foresee? Because everybody asks me, and I don't know what the answer is right now. Do you foresee kind of a come together? Because I know DC has called out and said the national championship goes through DC or whatever, you know, talking about like the who's the best in the US. Like we don't know that, you know, with could the Dead Pelicans beat the Calvary and the two champions? I mean, it'd be kind of fun. It's like a world club challenge type of yeah, environment. Yeah. Um, but do you foresee any time in the near future, you know, having that competition or not saying that you guys would fold into the USARL, but to have more of the back and forth, like let's compete against, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think definitely, like I said, like speaking to Sean and he's down there in the, in the South and in, in that league. And like I, said, I don't know too much of the politics and everything, but at the end of the day, the more times we can get together and play Ruby league, the more it's going to close, uh, get everyone closer together and, and actually enjoy and like you say, you can do the the club challenges. Who's the best yeah. in the South? Play the North, and you can you can do all that. And it's it's a promotional <clears> thing. It gets everyone buzzing, and it's it's an extra carrot at the end of the year to try and play for. Um, like I say, I think a lot of the 
the older guys have probably got a bit of gripe against each other or whatever. Oh, sure. But, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the way forward for the USA Rugby League is even if they're not under the same league, uh, or overall they're under the same umbrella, but they're all separate leagues. Right? I mean, yeah. that would work. And I mean, just, it's, it's kind it's kind of what the PCRL does right now with with utah and california right because yeah. utah has their own four teams that play each other california has their own four teams those two play each other and that's the west coast champion basically the pcrl champion it doesn't have to it can just be east west champion because i think yeah. that that's a you know viable option you have the south because you guys can't go and play everybody you know in the south all you know every weekend like we all know how tough it was for you guys even you know back before covid and everything trying to come down and play jacksonville or play other teams like difficult like it's not yeah. easy <laughs> yeah. it's got to be a lot of funding from somewhere aren't there to uh to get yeah. all that up and running people need to get some money <laughs> yeah. peter you got to win that powerball man um, oh, i'm sure ahead. there's plenty of billionaires in the u.s somewhere hiding there, there are want- but they have want nothing to do with rugby league right now <laughs> I'm uh, hoping holding out for an NFL club, aren't they? Oh yeah, right. But you know, hey, who knows? Maybe uh, next March uh, with the uh, the NRL coming and playing in Vegas, maybe that's a catalyst. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll talk about that a whole another time. We could talk. We'll have 50 episodes on the NRL in Vegas. So, oh, yeah. um, but what I what I want to talk about now is your season was finished, two and four. I talked with some of the other lads in the team and they're like, we're done. I was eating pizza, drinking beer and not doing anything. And all of a sudden, boom, Toronto Wolfpack come up and they say, Hey, you want to come over and and play in Toronto? And you all said, yeah, sure. Why not? How did this come about? Uh, How long have you been planning it? (laughs) And are you all ready to play? (laughs) The plan in it, I've been, it was a quick turnaround, to be honest. It was probably about a week ago. Um, a good friend who I played with at Wales, uh, Matty Barron. He's the, I think he's the captain yeah. of the Wolfpack. He he just sent me a message. One of the teams pulled out of their their weekend for Labor Weekend, and uh, he said, "Hey, can you get a team together? Do you want to come up and play us?" Obviously, rugby aside, I just want to go and have a drink with him. So, <laughs> okay, so now we know the real reason why you're going up and playing is you're just going up to have a drink with Matty. <laughs> Yeah, so straight away it's a yes, yeah, I can get a team together. So yeah, it, it went from that, and I, I tell you, Toronto have been outstanding. They've uh, they've kept everything to the word. They've uh, funded the flights and travel for us. They've set oh, yeah. everything up after the game. Like it's 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 not a Mickey Mouse show with them. They they've really stood up and they've been honest, straightforward, hard talking. Just well, it's good to hear that from you because. Like I've been maybe a bit critical of Toronto in the past couple past month or two because of all the cancellations with the other teams and other things happening. And we do know that they had like paying the way and that's a, that's a lot of money. Like they pay yeah. for your flights and hotels. Uh, I still go back and think they, they could have funded a champions, like a, a regional match between Canada, the U S and Jamaica and everybody, whoever else, you know, for as much as money as they're paying for everybody to come up and play. But, yeah, I'm I'm not in charge. I don't have the, I don't have I'm not pulling the purse strings, so that's all right. But you know, from this standpoint, it's it's good to hear, right? Yeah. We all want to see the rugby league grow. I think Toronto with their brand is very uh, storied, proud, and it's a great great thing that they're doing. Um, you just let them know that we really want to have them on the podcast and chat. Like we've been pounding them. So you let when you go up this weekend, let me know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all right, so I'll pull a few strings for you. There, there you go. But okay, so. 
are you taking, I, I have to ask, are you taking a full 13 side or you got a couple guys coming, some ringers coming in from somewhere else to come up and play? Yeah, it's okay if you do. <laughs> yeah, we've had to we've had to pull a few in. There's a few lads from Brooklyn going to join in. All right, um, they're going to help out. There's a couple of lads from the the Saints up in Canada too. They're okay. willing to yeah, put yeah. hand up. Like you say, last minute uh, Labor Weekend. Yeah, yeah. We've got a we've got a majority squad. Boston. Uh, it seems like we'll have a decent squad, so we'll we'll surely give them a good game. Yeah, and we all know that it will be live streamed. Won't if you don't want to pay, you can go back and watch it later. So I do know that that that's that's part of it. So uh, I think they're charging like thirty five dollars to to for the whole season to stream online. So, uh, but right, this, yeah. that's live. If you want to stream live, if you you can yeah. go back and watch a replay later for free, I think. But um, so with everybody coming up and some players coming in, how do you kind of prepare yourself? to so you're gonna are you gonna coach and play are you are you strapping up um definitely strapping up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i said I, like i said I, I told maddie i said look i'm gonna come in third man on you and just give you a little look at <laughs> a little, little just, right in there <laughs> yeah so i'm sure he'll, he'll be doing the same to me but like, like you say it doesn't matter how old you are or how young or how what level you've played at if you've got a few mates knocking around in the other teams or in your team and it's what rugby's all about is a bit of camaraderie and a bit of love, yeah. a bit of love, a bit of laugh and a bit of a bit of a dig here and there and everyone's happy you enjoy your beer afterwards. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, I kind of wraps some stuff up here and come back at a couple of things that I was thinking about, you know. Let's put put your put yourself in a uh, a, a two to three year mindset. What do you think give me your top three things on how we can grow the sport here more. You know, you come from, you know, like the Cumbria region where obviously very rugby league, very popular. People know it, people play it. You know, it's, it's part, it's part of culture. Right. But you know, here we're, we're kind of, we don't really have that. What, what are you going to do in Boston? And then what can we do as a, as a nation? I say nation, cause we're all over the place to help grow the sport here to get where we need to be to be ready for a next world cup whenever we can qualify again uh i think the biggest thing if it could ever happen is to do like the ruby union and try and get it in the high schools yeah i know it's it's far from that or um if you see that the schools have got the ruby union in the high schools i mean just where i live here in Braintree, next to quincy where the where the free jacks but i've got neighbors and everyone walking down the street asking me how's the free jacks because i actually started off i played a yeah, few yeah. games you, for the free you signed jacks. with them for back in yeah oh, back, her back. Year, first year <laughs> first year yeah so yeah. They, they all think i'm involved in it still i'm like i'm not involved but i still go down but, and watch and have a couple of beers let and, me tell you about a better better version of rugby <laughs> well that's what i always say <laughs> yeah I right say, you, you think that's good <laughs> come on watch a game of rugby league yeah so Gee, the, go ahead go ahead I was just going to say that's that's what we've got to do. We've got to we've got to tell them, like yeah. if you if you tell someone it's like American football without pads and it's the same structure, but it's constant action. That's... They're like, wow, what's what's happening? I always get my phone out and show a few of Sunny Bill big hits, oh. and, and they just love it. So yeah, we, we we kind of got to get that into the into the public wherever you are in the schools and not so much the schools with Sunny Bill, but yeah, right. Just, <laughs> They'll say no straight away. I don't know, no, no, or, we don't want. Yeah, that. just just to try and get it as a as a curriculum in the schools yeah. would be a, would be awesome. 
I, I think that, you know, we've said it before multiple times, I think from the standpoint of just getting people together to understand, like it's American football fans, NFL fans, college fans, they are very passionate and they know their sport. They, they know their sport to get somebody to watch a rugby union game. You're like, oh, it's like football without pads. And it's like, it is, but it's not right. There's yeah. so much more, you know, there's acrobatics and lifting people in lineouts, and there's, you know, everybody goes, well, what's that thing where they come together and just, you know, push on people for a while. It doesn't look like they're doing yeah. anything. Right. And I said, yeah, that's a scrub. Like there's more to it. Whereas in rugby league, you know, it's yeah. an easy transition to go offense, defense, boom, five tackles. That's, that's punt, I tell people they don't kick the ball away. They punt the ball away. So people go, yeah. Oh, a punt. Yeah, I got it. I, it's just more, more tackles per downs or, you know, whatever you want to call it, which is pretty much it. <laughs> I think what yeah. will be surprising is um, with the NRL coming to Vegas. Oh man. If that's on the TVs over here and you just get one guy, I remember one time I was in Vegas and um, it was Australia against New Zealand on one of the TV screens. Jeez. I just sat and started watching it and the, it got a gathering straight away. Yeah. Like if, if we get that on the TVs over here and, and people start just, what's this type of rugby? Yeah. Like the NRL could be a big influence on, on America. Yeah. But so here's my, here's my question for you then, as we talk about growth, do you think the super league would be more of a draw given the time zone? Right. So we think the same as like premiership, right? Yeah. You know, granted the super league is not nearly as big as the NRL. It's just not right now. Maybe I mean globally, I don't think it is. Yeah, no. Um, but it's a better time zone for us. Whereas, you know, for us, you and I on the East Coast watching NRL games at three right. o'clock in the morning just ain't happening, man. Yeah. <laughs> I watch I watch replays on that one. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. For, yeah. You know, the Thursday night footy will be on for me at about eight o'clock tonight when I could watch it on NRL.com. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know. Like for, with the, like you were saying, like with the uh, the Premier League, there's more Premier League games on a Saturday morning than yeah. there is on Sky Sports in the UK for the whole weekend. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and there's no there's no other sport in USA going on in the no. uh, Saturday morning at, at so, ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I yeah. mean, people are out tailgating for football matches. Yeah, for football games. Excuse me, that habit. Uh, watching EPL matches. They, where they could be watching Super League matches and doing it that way, and then yeah. watching watching hard contact, then to go in and watch more hard contact with yeah, the with the college and NFL games. So, so. Yeah. we should get we should get onto the Super League. To, yeah, to I'm sure IMG is all about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've got my opinions on Super League right now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, Peter, but really appreciate you coming on talking about. Um, you know, just a little bit about everything. I mean, obviously there's lots to do. Did not know that you guys are going to be trying to play Jamaica in November. That's exciting. Um, exciting, you know, to hear that you're one of the coaches and can, can be helping out there. I think your experience and your knowledge is going to really, really be beneficial for a lot of these players. You know, for those that are uh, interested, how can people follow the Boston 13s more? What are, you know, people in the area, what do they want to, where can they go to find you guys and, and link up with you all? I think the first thing is go to the website on, on the Boston 13s and then the social media. We have the Instagram page. I mean, you just type in Boston 13s, you get to whatever page you need to. Yeah. Like you, say, we'll, we'll let you know, your, your, your uh, website is down right now. So oh. you should 
go, go, go pay that bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, go, I don't deal go, with that stuff. Go pay that. Go, whoever's in charge of that, go pay that bill. <laughs> get that, get that website back up. But yeah. Well, yeah. If anyone wants to ever get in touch, just add me as a friend on even Facebook, just type and peel up and I'm happy to, to talk and try and get people involved. It's, it's like you say, I, I love the rugby. I love the sport. I just want, like I've had a lot of success out of that. I've had a lot of dreams fulfilled. And if I could do that to help someone do the same thing in any kind of way, I am happy Love to it. do it. Love it. Well, Peter, really appreciate the time. Thanks for, for jumping on, chatting, being a part of our first video intimate sessions. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, everybody gets to see our smiling faces and, um, you know, it's good to kind of, you know, put faces with names that people have seen on different you know, social media channels and, and things like that. So um, good luck this weekend. Thank good you. luck against the, uh, yeah. the Wolfpack. Uh, hopefully you're, you're t- you can lead your team to the victory or at least, you know, give the Wolfpack a run for the money. I think I- I'm a little bit, I don't know, I give the Wolfpack a little hard time because they're playing all home games. So I was like, go travel somewhere. Go, you got the money, go play somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> go down to Boston and play them at home. So <laughs> maybe it'll be a yeah, home we- and away match next year. Yeah, we've got a nice stadium. We play out at Harvard, so a nice stadium. Right? You guys have one of the best stadiums, like, in all. Jacksonville's got a pretty good setup, um, but I think you guys have a, I mean, you're pretty much locked in for the best stadium in the U.S. right now, Um, just with being associated with Harvard and the college. I think that helps out a lot, too. Well, Peter Lupton, really appreciate it. The head coach of the Boston 13s, the player, uh, for Boston 13s for who knows how many more years. We'll see. We'll keep watching those lineups and stuff in the coming years. So <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on. If you guys want to follow us, you're already doing it on social media. If you're watching this, uh, check out our new YouTube page, which is going to be live. We'll have this as our first video on the YouTube page. And then, of course, rugbyleagueinamerica.net. Go and buy or go and pre-order one of those very, very nice uh, USA 53 vintage replica jerseys that we've kind of created and put your name or number on it. And then also that's coming out. Uh, it's just been released is the dead Pelicans nat- 2023 national championship uh, gear that they partnered with us and asked us to put out. So we put that out. Um, but yeah, appreciate Peter Lepton joining us on. Thanks again, man. I can't Justin, thank you enough for coming and joining us and for everybody else until next time, this has been Intimate Sessions, the video edition on Rugby League in America.